I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On today's episode of the Black Flame Society, Will and I will be answering all of your questions. We posted on both of our personal Instagrams and on the podcast page for you to send in your questions about Halloween, Hocus Pocus, our personal lives, whatever you want to hear. We are going to answer as many of those as we can today. If we don't get to your question or you didn't submit it, please feel free to do it next time as we probably are going to bring back listener Q&A at the ends of episodes. So tune in as you learn tons of stuff today. How are you doing, Will? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this. These are some of my favorite episodes because number one, I love to talk about myself. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I love that even though you and I talk so regularly, I still feel like I learn a lot about you when we do these. Yeah, I agree. And it's also nice to go a little bit off topic as well, because some of the questions aren't just Hocus Pocus related. So it's nice to talk about other things as well. So I really enjoy these. I love giving the listeners what they want. And this is direct. I mean, they directly asked us and we're going to directly answer. So let's just dive in. We'll start with Spook Yourself, who asked, what is your favorite non-Hocus Pocus spooky movie? Oh, mine's probably Trick or Treat. Oh, I don't know, actually. Maybe it's Halloween because I've been watching, rewatching those recently. I'm going to go with Halloween. I'm going to go with Halloween. I'm surprised. I would have definitely said Trick or Treat for you just based on your collector habits. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I'm only going with Halloween just because there's more. There's like 13 films, That's so fair. I get like more more for my money with Halloween. Whereas Trick or Treat, I don't. I think I would agree with Halloween because, to be honest, I don't really like a lot of horror movies. It's not like my cup of tea. But the Halloween ones, some of them are just they're so old that they're like not scary they're funny (laughs) and i mean they'll get you with a jump scare still but i would definitely say the halloween series and i really did i know some of it was controversial but i really did like the 2018 route that they took with those three movies i thought they were really well done yeah i agree we actually watched those recently watched them last week i really like them the third one's very different but the third like the third of the new trilogy is very different but i quite like it because i feel like they tried to do something different and a lot of people didn't like it but i feel like there's only so much you can do with a man that just stalks people and kills them over and over and over again so never dies exactly yeah the disney worshiper asks how do you guys like salem Oh gosh, I love Salem. Salem has such a special place, I feel like, in both of our hearts, Will. And it will, it's, I can't, it's something hard to explain if you haven't been there. The second you walk into town and you get in that downtown area, no matter what time of year it is, it feels like it just feels special it feels spooky it feels like it's halloween and i don't know if it's the shops or if you've listened long enough the american air they have there for will but (laughs) it's definitely it's just a vibe that it's it's really hard i've traveled a lot of places and i've never felt it anywhere else so i'm definitely a big fan of salem and would recommend visiting yeah, like, I totally agree with you. There is something about it. And I was actually talking to a friend the other day about Salem because he'd been there as well. And I was saying that I don't know what it is. You can't pinpoint what it is about the town. Like, I don't know. Like, especially if you strip it back, the town is just a town that has history to witches. But there's just something about it that's just, I just love it. I can't pinpoint it. I just, I just, I would love it. Jersey Gal 97 asked, have you seen the Hocus Pocus show at Disney World? 
I haven't. I do really want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. I did have the pleasure of seeing it in 2019, and boy, it is, it's really great. If you haven't had the pleasure of seeing it in person, definitely check it out on YouTube. It won't be as good, because I feel like being there, again, it's a vibe thing, but it's very well done show. They bring in other villains from other Disney movies, and kind of the Sanderson sisters and them get together, and I won't spoil it for you, but it's a very well done show. The cast that they bring in is always amazing. Jenica McCleary started the role of Winifred there when it first premiered. She's no longer with that show, but... The cast is always great. It's always a good time and it's right in front of the castle. So it's super magical. Oh, I've seen it on YouTube actually saying that. I didn't even think of YouTube. I thought we meant in person, but I have seen it on YouTube and it is a really, really good show. So Robert Thomas Mullen asks, what are some of your favorite Halloween or spooky books? So I'm so busy nowadays that I feel like I don't get to read for pleasure as much as I used to, which is a big disappointment. One of my best friends, Meg, has gotten back into reading a lot of like the thriller novels and stuff. So I've been kind of following along to see what she's reading. I would say two things pop in mind. First is a novel by Taylor Adams, I believe, and it's called No Exit. They actually adapted it to a Hulu movie and it's about basically, without spoiling, a girl stops at a rest area. It's snowing really hard and and they can't travel anymore for the rest of the night. She's trying to get to see her mom. And when she gets there, she goes outside to use the phone and there's a white van and she sees a child in the back seat of the van. <gasps> I've seen the phone to this. They have a week. And there's only five people in the rest area. She knows it isn't her and she has to figure out who it is. I honestly, I preferred the book to the movie, but the movie was pretty well done. It is one of those like jump scare kind of movies though, but I would say that. That's funny you just saw it though. That's so funny. <laughs> What did you think of the movie? I really liked it. It was one of those films that it was one of those rare films that I would like to forget so I could watch it again because I thought it was a really, really good film. But how weird. I that... love a whodunit. Yeah, it was really good. And then another one, which is, it is a shorter book written by our good friend, Christian James, who actually is our next question, <laughs> question sender on the list. But it is a book called All Hallows Even Salem. And he wrote this book about his love for Salem and the monsters who live in Salem. It's not scary. It's like directed for children. But me as an adult, I love it. You can order it on Amazon. But if you order through Christian directly, he will sign it and personalize it for you. So definitely one of my favorite Halloween type books. What about you, Will? When it comes to, I'm trying to think of the spooky books I've read over the years. There's a really good book. It's probably one of my favourite books, which is kind of creepy. And it's called The Book of Lost Things. And it's by John Connolly. And it's about a young, if I remember rightly, it's been so long since I read it. It's about a young boy who loses his mom. And he ends up in this like, it's kind of like a fantasy world. It's almost like, I think if I remember rightly, he goes through these bushes and ends up in this like alternative world. And there's this really sinister guy called the Crooked Man who's like really evil. But that's a really, really good book. I'm going to read that again soon actually but for me i think we've discussed this before i'm a sucker for like kids spooky books like kids children's books especially the classic ones like funny bones i think it's called where it's like did you ever have the books like there's a dark dark street and a dark dark stairs and down the dark dark stairs there was a dark dark route did you ever have that book and it's a family of skeletons because I, I don't read as much as i used to for me it's more about just i just love kids books for the illustrations because i find them really good for references and stuff like that and also speaking of spooky books our good friend miranda of spooky little halloween also runs an instagram account the halloween book club where around halloween Halloween time, they read a book kind of as a group. You don't all get together, obviously. Anyone in the world can do it and join in. Right now, they're reading The Mary Shelley Club by Goldie Moldovsky. So I trust Miranda and her Rex, so I might even give that one a check out. And I really should join the Spooky Book Club. I really need to, I need to do it. 
So if you're in the UK, there is a really cool little book club that's created by Sean Ellis, and the username is This Is Sean Ellis. I will post a summit to my story about it. But every now and again, she does this thing where you can buy like a mystery book, and it comes with like tea, stickers, and a print, and so on. So you get a different book. It's always like a spooky book. Really, really cool. And I know she's worked with Notebook of Ghosts as well before in the past, who's another like shares a lot of books and a, a lot of really interesting old like ghost story articles, news articles. Like she's one of my favorite Instagrammers. So there is that as well. So there's the haunted library from them if that was something you wanted to check out as well awesome and just while you were saying that when you were describing the spooky books even though it brings me back to like my childhood i loved the goosebump books the ones that were like choose your own path where it would be like if you want to go left turn to page 30 if you want to go right turn to page 50 i loved those because you could read it it was kind of like forgetting because you could read it over and have a completely different story yeah did you ever like go back because you didn't like the the, oh yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah i'd be like all right we're retracting this decision i didn't want to die sorry So as we were just talking about our good friend Christian James, who wrote All Hallows Even Salem, Christian asks a good question directly about Hocus Pocus. Could Binks always talk or was it just after the black flame candle was lit? I feel like that's an opinion question. What do you think, Will? I don't know, because now I think about it, when we first see Binks, he meows, doesn't he, at his dad when when he first gets turned into a cat. But then obviously when he talks later, when Max lights the black flame candle, he can talk again. So that's a very good question. Personally, I would like to say he could always talk. And I imagine when he got first got turned into a cat, it was probably like he didn't realise he could talk almost. It was kind of, he'd just been turned into a cat, so he was a cat. And then over time, maybe he started to talk. I don't know. I'd like to assume he could always talk. But then again, I feel like, why when he talk do you know do you know what i mean i i'm gonna go against you here because if he could talk and he didn't come on banks like everyone wants to know what happened and he could just be like hey dad i'm a cat it would have freaked him out just like it freaked out max but they would have been able to resolve the issue and he wouldn't have gone for 300 years so i don't know if it was the one thing i don't know if this is the correct scenario i don't know if it was kind of like an acquired skill i mean three he had 300 years to learn to speak or if when the black flame candle was lit and the sanderson sisters came back it kind of did something to him where he was given that ability. So I don't think he was able to talk right when he was turned into a cat. I think it was just meowing, but obviously something happened. It was either the candle or an acquired skill because, you know, he's pretty smart, that cat, that human cat. That is very true. Music underscore MX.Brock has asked, what is something you've seen with regards to merchandise or collectibles, but when you check the price, you were just like, nope. (laughs) So for Hocus Pocus stuff, I find it hard to get to the nope that's usually the issue and why Will and I both have so much stuff. I feel like there have definitely been a few times where I've waited for something to go on sale or have gotten it later on eBay, but I don't think they've ever released something that was so outrageous in price that I was immediately like, nope, for Hocus Pocus. But just yesterday, and I don't even think I sent you a picture of this yet, Will, I went to Home Goods and they had this arch. It has to be 10 by 10 feet. And it had pumpkins on the side and on the top it said, Happy Halloween. A tall human could easily walk under this thing it was stunning but it was one thousand dollars oh my god yeah and so i showed the picture to my husband and i was like look at this thing and he's like how much and i was like one thousand dollars he's like no chance and i was like well he's like what about a hundred and i was like all right fine if it goes to 90 percent off it's coming home with us and i'm putting it out front (laughs) all year round so that was the first time i was really shell-shocked by a price if i come to yours and you've been able to get that archway i expect to see 
I expect to walk through your archway to get into your house. I'll roll down a red carpet for you. And I feel like, but the only other time where I've kind of, I have denied a few things over the years that have been props or collectibles of Hocus Pocus that were just pretty pricey for kind of no reason. And I guess it depends on the person, what you value for the price. But that would say that's really it. What about you? I agree with the props. There has been a few props that have come up that I've just I've wanted them, and I've just been like, I'm not paying that much for them. I think even if I had to throw away money, I'm just it's just too much. With regards to Hocus Pocus props aside, I'm the same as you. I don't think there's ever been anything where I've seen the price and I thought that's way too much. There's one. I think the only one product that comes to mind with regards to Hocus Pocus, and it wasn't so much the price; it was the product. Whereas last year, I don't know if you remember, they released digital posters, and they were available for a limited amount of time, and they were. I think they were like limited edition. There was like 1,100 of them or something like that. And they were $40 each and they were to coincide with Hocus Pocus 2. And as much as I love this film, I would not pay $40 for a digital image that anybody could replicate easily. And I think that's probably the only project that would probably come to mind where I'm like that. No, I wouldn't pay for that. I agree with you there. Ah, oh, the merchandise train continues. We'll have to see what we don't want to pay for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Our good friend Rockstar Joe asked, I love this question, and Joe gave me his answer. I'm not going to share it publicly, obviously, but it was a great answer. And the question is, is there a specific memory of a time you viewed Hocus Pocus that sticks out in your mind? Oh, I'm going to be cheesy now, but probably when we went to the premiere, just because it was like one of the best experiences. Every time I watch Hocus Pocus 2 now, like I always think of you as well, because just we just had like the best time. And it was one of those moments where I think we both kind of sat there and was like, we did it. Like we we spent this whole year we like worked really hard and we did it and I think for me that's probably the moment that will always stick out as like number one whether it's to do with Hocus Pocus 1 and 2 but then the only other mo- moment I can think that really stands out is Billy terrifying me as a child and that's it (laughs) so for hocus pocus 2 i would definitely agree with you and say the premiere was like the memory that i immediately think of for the times that hocus pocus stood out to me i would say it was the first time i showed it to my niece she was probably three or four and i just remember seeing like kind of a glow in her eyes that i feel like i had when i watched it for the first time and she's almost 18 now and she still loves it and second was the first time i watched it with you in my living room will we saw You are the only person I can say in the world that I watched Hocus Pocus 2 with before I watched Hocus Pocus 1 with. It was just our order of operation. So watching it with you, even though we had done like online watch-alongs, watching it together was just so fun because I mean, we just quoted the whole movie and like just lived it. So it was it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. That was a really fun morning as well, wasn't it? Because we were just kind of like not long at all, but we were just both sit- like sitting there chilling watching the film. It was just really nice. I really enjoyed that. That was a great one. Slania Viking asks, do you think modern horror movies are frightening? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I feel like they're uh, getting more psychological now than just like the jump scares of the Halloweens, the Friday the 13th, those sorts of movies where the whole scare factor came when you first saw the murderer for the first time. Now they're more intertwined with like, number one, these things might be able to happen. Some of them are really far out, but some of them kind of hit close to home where it's like this could happen and number two i feel like it's more mind over like can i outrun this guy it's more there's too much to it so i don't as i've said i'm not a huge fan of watching these sorts of movies i will watch a few if i get like a pre-clearance that it's not gonna horrify me but i would say i'm not a huge fan of the horror franchise as a whole what about you 
I do agree. I do think that a lot of modern horror is quite scary. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of films that focus heavily on just jump scares. I feel that's kind of like a lazy scare, although I do enjoy them. I do think it's a bit of like a lazy scare because it's not so much it's scary, it just catches you off guard. But going to things like The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor, The Haunting of Hill House I thought was quite scary. Bly Manor was also scary, but it was quite sad. But then with regards to films, there are a lot of films that I do find will substitute gore for horror now. But when I think of probably a film that scared me recently, the one film that always comes to mind is The Duke, And it's one film that I genuinely didn't think would scare me. But there's one scene where the mom, I think the mom looks into the kitchen and there's just a silhouette of the Duke staring at her and he starts to move slowly. And it's probably one of very few films where I actually sat there and paused to like stop my, like basically just take a moment to be like, I... I need to just stop because this is scaring me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I definitely think modern horror films are frightening. I just think the more you watch horror, the harder it is to frighten you. One movie that actually just made me think of what you were talking about there for a second, Will, is it's actually described as a thriller on IMDb. I was just checking that horror, but and I actually saw your husband, Dean, post about this movie. So I know you watched it too. It was called Fall. It was about two girls who climb up a, oh, an electric. Yeah. yeah. That movie. I have never. So I don't, it wasn't gory. It wasn't scary. This is the psychological stuff I'm talking about. This was a psychological thriller where my stomach turned. I literally thought I was going to be ill watching this movie. In addition to the fact that I'm terrified of heights, there was also so much other stuff going on. Like, I don't think you could pay me to watch that movie again. No, no, I agree. We we did watch that. We watched it a couple of weeks ago, and it's I don't know. You kind of imagine yourself in that situation, yes, don't you? When you yes, watch yes, it, yes. you just a bit like you can feel yourself breathing heavily. You can feel yourself like looking over the sides and stuff. And there's another one with um, which is same again. It wasn't like a horror film. It's more of a thriller, but it was it had Ryan Reynolds in it, and he gets buried alive in a coffin. Oh no! And he wakes up and he's got a phone. In the coffin? Yeah, he's got a phone. And basically, like, the whole film is him in this coffin and he has to try, like, ring someone to try and find him, basically. (laughs) That film, it wasn't scary, but it was just the the force, like, the setting was enough to be like, this is too much. All right, this is why we focus on Hocus Pocus here, guys. This is too much for little old Allie. Oh, what's our next one? Oh, Mr. Flu, I know him. Oh, just ignore that one. Oh, no, Uh, this is a sweet one. We're going to get all sassy. Well, I'm going to get, I don't know. I don't know if Will's going to get sappy. He might just admit he finally hates me. Mr. Flu <laughs> asks, what is your favorite thing about each other? Will you go first? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> for this question. <laughs> I actually asked him to put this question, like, ask this question so I could do this. No. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say it without sounding really soppy? Give me all the sappy, Will. Do it. I just love you, Ali. I just love you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, my favorite thing about Ali would have to be uh, probably your confidence like I always admire your confidence you're always ever since I've known you you've just always been forward in a good way and like I've there's so many times where in my head I think like I wish I was a little bit more like Ali because you just you you're like unstoppable and I love it about you because you just do like if you want something you're gonna go for it and it's the same like with the podcast and so on like there's so many times when we'll plan something or I'll be like I wonder if we could do this and you'll be like I'll ask don't worry and you do I just love it and it's the same when we came to visit there was a really sweet moment where we were in i think Shoprite, and dean spotted sunny delight 
And this was the moment, like, I've never told you this before, actually. This is quite soppy. But this is the moment where there was something you did. And I thought, in my head, immediately, I thought she's going to make such a great mom when she has children. And Dean spotted Sunny Delight. And he was like, well, Sunny Delight. And the reason why we got excited about Sunny Delight is because in the UK, it's Sunny Delight's not nice. It just tastes like normal orange juice. Whereas before, it tasted like American Sunny Delight, which doesn't taste like orange but it's really good. Like, it's just, I love it. So Dean got really excited because he was like, proper sunny delight. And you reached down to the bottle and you, and you were like, do you do you want a bottle, sweetie? And you like, and you got it for him. I just stood there and in my head, I was just kid, she is so sweet. And like, just the, the, the interaction and so on. Like, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I just adore you, Ali. I really do. I just think you're amazing. Oh, you're so sweet, Will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have similar things to say about you, not in terms of sunny delight, because that's <laughs> a different story. <laughs> but I feel like one of my favorite things about Will is, first off, my confidence is an attitude of fake it till you make it. And here we are. But with Will, I feel like when you started this podcast, you were very upfront with me that you were not super outgoing. You were more introverted. You didn't want to do the lives. You didn't want to do in-person stuff. And then just a year later, you walked a purple carpet at a premiere. Your confidence as, I feel like as an individual, as an Instagrammer, as a podcaster, as a content creator has just grown so much and it's been so fun watching you on that journey because now you are taking like steps like you're reaching out to people you're doing things that like if you asked me 18 months ago I'd have been like no no Will's not gonna do that hold on a second and it's not because I doubted you it's just because I feel like you didn't feel comfortable enough to do it and now you're out there doing it so I love that and I also feel like I love your sense of humor and I think it's because we're a lot alike in that term (laughs) where we'll both say things at the same time and then just laugh for 25 minutes so that is very true (laughs) i can't think of anything i don't like about will except for the fact that he lives on another continent and he can't entirely control that but i mean if there's enough pressure from the black flame society maybe we can change that so his dms are open all in good time ali all in good time i am patiently waiting oh i really like that question i know it's biased because that was my husband but i really like that that was really nice thank you dean we (laughs) love that also i love everything about dean too i'll just throw that out there he's great oh i wish i could say the same (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) i'm joking i am joking Uh, i'm joking next question will next question I'll go missing after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The next question is from Disneygirl underscore 289. Yeah, that's Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Besides Hocus Pocus, what is another movie you love? Oh, man, this is going to be embarrassing. So... My my husband loves to joke that like I I'm not a big fan of movies. We've talked about this. There's a list of movies that I still need to see. I get it, but I feel like once I have my comfort movies, those are my comfort movies, and those are the movies that I watch. Obviously, Hocus Pocus is clearly one of them. But <laughs> I would say I'm a big oh my god, I can't even say it out loud. I'm a big fan of Paul Blart the Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> that movie when it came out i got the t-shirt and it when i wear it it looks like i'm a mall cop (laughs) i learned how to write a segue because of that movie it's very pathetic i love adam sandler and i love kevin james so i'm I'm a big fan of like the grown-ups movies all of those i love a stupid comedy with a good happy ending but um yeah ball cop so now that you guys know that about me but also um there's a ton of other halloween movies i love but well that's we'll just leave it there what about you will i think my i have three go-to films if i don't want to watch hocus pocus which is never but if there's three options that i don't do it i love watching 500 days of summer that's one of my all-time favorite films the lovely bones if i want to cry because every single time i've watched it i've cried like every single time and then the other film is juno and i only say juno because when you said you were obsessed with 
What's it called? Paul Blart Mulga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about it anymore, Will. Uh, <laughs> I had a similar obsession to Juno when I was like 17, where I got so obsessed with the film that all I would drink was Sunny Delight, and I always wear a red hoodie, and I ended up winning a hamburger phone and one of the orange and white striped cup, which I would always drink my drinks out of. I was obsessed with it. and my, That's incredible. I, I managed to connect my computer to my hamburger phone so it worked through Skype, so if someone rang my bedroom, I could like answer my, my phone, and like it was the hamburger, and it just worked terrible but it was really good that's that's amazing and let me let me let me just defend myself a little more here (laughs) i have better taste in tv than i do movies i swear okay like a big fan of this is us i can sit there and i can watch four episodes of a 45 minute show but i can't sit down and watch a movie that's longer than 90 minutes lolo written casa asks who is your favorite final girl oh okay so i want to say laurie strode but i feel like she's she is the final girl when you think of final girl she is the final girl so i'd probably say i don't know if you'd class her as a final girl but the girl from happy death day and she's in happy death day too i can't remember she's the main character i suppose she's a final girl because she just survived death but her i love her as well but what about you i would have to say laurie strode just because i mean as you said she is the final girl like i'm pretty sure there was a picture of jamie lee curtis wearing a shirt that said final girl <laughs> like i think the whole concept of that came from her character so i would say she has to be the best i do agree i do agree so the next question is from preservation society 89 what do you expect for hocus pocus free so i'm not going to get into deep layers of this because if you've listened to our previous episodes you know where we stand what do i expect i expect it to be of the same caliber as hocus pocus 2 nothing will beat the first one for me i expect the three sanderson sisters to come back in some capacity and the three new girls along with hannah waddingham's character who i think will play a bigger role what i hope to happen is the ogs from the first movie come back and pair up with the girls from the second movie to take down the sanderson sisters one more time i'm not entirely optimistic about that but we will see what about you will kind of the same to be honest i'd like to see the ogs back i also feel like they would need to do something big for the next one so i feel like the ogs is a very good option because i think for the second film nostalgia how like was a massive factor in the success of the film but yeah pretty much the same i'd like to see the ogs back i'd actually be happy with just like a prequel film that focuses on the young sanderson sisters but i feel like they would need to do that soon because those girls are growing up very quickly they are so yeah i think that's it i would like to see the original sanderson sisters back but at the same time, if they're not back, I wouldn't be entirely disappointed because I do feel like the second one kind of closed their story quite nicely. It was a sad, but I don't know. We'll wait and see. We will see. Loka in Love 3 asks, are you going to Halloween Town in Oregon? Will, are you going to Oregon this year without me? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I wish, but if we were going, oh, you would be coming with me. Like, we'll do it together. Joe really wants us to go. I know he's yes, mentioned it multiple times. Joe lives out go. there. It seems like a really cute event. And also, speaking of the Young Sanderson sisters, I believe at least Taylor Page, who plays Young Winnie, but I think the other two are going to be there also for an event. Oh, cool. So definitely a fun time. The pictures look great. And as a f- general fan of the Halloween Town franchise, I feel like just going and seeing the big pumpkin would be really cool. So it's definitely on my list, but unfortunately not this year yeah i would like to go at least one year it's the same for sleepy hollow as well we, it'd be nice to go to sleepy hollow maybe that's what we should do a spooky road trip so sleepy hollow will is literally like an hour and a half for me i've never been I'd, it's closer than salem like we need to, we need go. to go we need to go we need to go lauren hayes 719 asks what are you most looking forward to this halloween season 
Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like I just love, I'm really looking forward to the, for the weather to change first off and have the nice weather. Otherwise, I'm just looking forward to enjoying all of the spooky snacks, watching the Halloween movies, what, having other people acknowledge that this is an important time. So just the general fall and Halloween-ness. What about you? Yeah, it's pretty much the same to honest. I feel like this year in terms of just like big releases, like last year we were very lucky because we had our Xbox 2 come out and I feel like it's really difficult as well to kind of top last year. So I'm I'm really looking forward to more of a chilled Halloween this year. Pumpkin picking. I actually still have, I don't know if you remember when we went to ShopRite, I bought that caramel apple kit. Yes. And I still have it and it's still in date. So I was planning on making caramel apples so I can have those and just food, films making the most of it basically i feel like i'd be looking forward to my uh halloween a lot more if will was coming to visit me but he's not as well we never know we never know you never know you never know (laughs) it's like i'm still hopeful like even though it's getting closer to october i'm still hopeful but yeah hopefully i will see you hopefully and then we can make pillsbury cookies if we can yes we'll get all the cookies but this year they have footballs we'll get ghosts we'll get pumpkins we'll do them all and then we'll do all those cool things people are doing on tiktok like making the cookies and other things so we'll do it all morilio asks one year later what do you think of hocus pocus 2 and before you jump into this well let me just preface with that on the one year anniversary of hocus pocus 2 september 30th we're gonna have a full episode drop and talk all about what's happened in that one year so just give me a little tidbit how do you feel about the movie i like it more than when i first watched it I feel like I was a little bit too critical when I first watched it. But the more I've watched it, and especially after today's research for like three and a half hours, I I, just, I do genuinely really like it. My only, I think the only thing I don't really like is I just feel like the ending when they get to the woods is just so long and not a huge amount happens. But overall, it, it was definitely a worthy sequel. I agree. I feel like we had the gold standard of Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2 did a really good job to live up to a good standard. As we've said, nothing will ever beat the original Forest. And if it does, great. But we never had that expectation. So I feel like I'm very happy with it. There are, of course, some things I would change. But overall, I'm not disappointed that it exists. And I'm, I love the idea that there are children growing up in this world who don't know that there was ever just one Hocus Pocus. I find that so bizarre. Like we spent so so long wanting and praying and hoping and grabbing at every single bit of news that was potential for like Hocus Pocus 2 and now there's I'm kind of jealous of the people who are going to grow up and they just always existed no don't be it, that it's special for them but we have the reason this whole thing is so special for us is because without not just you and me but without the fan base there would I don't think there would be a Hocus Pocus 2 if that cult classicness didn't come together if all of us didn't come together and show our love for it and express our interest in the second one I don't think we would have gotten one 30 yeah, years later true. so there's something special about that yeah it's definitely been like a magical journey like the whole process a long one but we got there we oh got what there. fun we had <laughs> The next question is from Dim Colonatis. Can you rank the three musical numbers of the franchise from least to favourite? But isn't there four if you include Sarah's song? So Sarah's song, I put a spell on you, the witches are back, and one way or another. Okay, yeah. So let's let's do the four. I don't think they were, I'm assuming they probably weren't including Sarah's song. So oh, give me a second. Okay. In any of these, let me clarify that I'm not basing it on the performance of the Sanderson sisters in any way, because they kill it in anything they do. Their vocals are great. I'm not rating it on that. I'm rating it. I'm going, well, let me just say my least favorite would be The Witches Are Back. I, it's the catchiest song. I love it. I love Elton John. It's perfect. The way they wrote that into that movie, I'll never get over. How they just appear singing. They even poke fun at it. So I would say that would be my least favorite. From there, 
Hmm. I'd probably say one way or another would be my third. A great number. I feel like it was perfect for that scene in Hocus Pocus 2. But I can't say that it's better than Sarah's song because number two, Sarah's song is just so iconic. It's it's perfect and it's so whimsical and it's just so Sarah. And it plays such an important role in the film too. But number one has to be I Put a Spell on You. I can't imagine anyone defending. You can you can have a differing opinion, but I can't imagine you successfully defending, <laughs> defending that opinion to me and making me change my mind that that's not the best song in this franchise so mine's very similar so yeah i do agree with you i do feel like the witches are back song is four for my list i do like the fact they do poke fun at it because it does make it clearly like it's obvious that it doesn't really fit there so i'm glad they did poke fun at it third would definitely be one way or another although i do really like the way they did it in the film it's it was very well done but then for me, second is I Put a Spell on You, and then first is Sarah's song. And I'm only putting wow. Sarah's song first, because I do genuinely love that song. I remember there was a time I was so obsessed with that song, I would literally listen to it on repeat for hours, and it was the song's not even that long, it's like a minute long or something like that, because it's not even a full song. So I would listen to that on repeat over and over again, and there was actually a time, I think we've talked about it before, where I wouldn't listen to that song if I heard it playing, I wouldn't listen to it, and I would only listen to it when it got to like... August time because that's when it started to feel like spooky season for me if I listened to it any other time I was like no it's too early and it made me sad because it was too early for Halloween and Halloween was like ages away so yeah Sarah's song's definitely number one for me and then I put a spell in you as second okay fine so I as I said I respect your opinion but we can disagree. That's fine. But the point is, is the songs from one, I feel like we're better than the songs from two. And even though the songs from two were so good. And those songs out of Hocus Pocus are iconic songs. They're so good. So I'm not unhappy with any of those songs. And I really love at the end of Hocus Pocus 2 when they're in the recording studio singing. Yeah. I know that's the same song just done differently, but I feel like that's a really fun take on it. So I love that question. A nice little extra. That was a good question. Our good friend Magically Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey. Asks, what is your favorite fall? activity to do alone cry no i'm joking um cry? <laughs> <Hell>? yeah <No. laughs> i just wanted to i wanted to put a dark twist on that question no. <laughs> send cards to will so he doesn't cry yeah. all year please and i'll open them alone and that'll be my new favorite fall activity <laughs> this is taking a turn favorite fall activity to do on my own like probably just listen to music like spooky music i listen as soon as it gets closer to halloween i start listening to more like spooky albums and like pl- playlists and mixes and stuff like that so probably that maybe sometimes in the day especially because me and dean work both work from home i'll like watch a film while i'm working or, like a halloween film or whatever so probably that what about you Mine's similar where I will say when Justin's at work, I usually will throw in Hocus Pocus in the background while I'm working just to have it on, especially in October. But I really, I love to do this in groups, but I really like to Halloween hunt on my own too. I can just go at my own pace. I can go as fast or slow as I want. I can look at everything that I want. And I don't have to worry about like, does my friend really want to be doing this? Does my husband really want to be doing this? Does my will really want to be doing this? Like... I always want to go Halloween hunting with you, so yes. <laughs> and so, but I, and the best part is no one can judge your purchases. No one can that tell you true. no. <laughs> So I like doing that. But I also really like going back to the music. I like driving alone in the fall where I'll just throw on the Hocus Pocus soundtrack or some spooky music. The leaves are changed. It's cool. So you can roll down your window. You got your Dunkin' Ice coffee and it's just peaceful. 
Yeah, actually saying that, when I used to, before I was self-employed, I used to walk home. And my walk home was about a 40-minute walk. It was quite a long walk. And um, I used to have to go through loads of trees and stuff. So when it got to, like, the August, September time and the sun started to set, I would listen to the Halloween soundtrack and just really slowly walk through all the trees and stuff. I used to love doing that. It was a bit dark, but, like, I used to Were love Were you pretending that. to be Michael Myers? No, that? there's this one. <laughs> <laughs> just stalking random people. No, there was a... <laughs> this, whole, this whole section's taken such a twist. <laughs> there's a song that was like i think it was released before the 2018 film it was like a promo track and it's the halloween theme song but it's mixed by i think trent reznor of nine inch nails and someone else and the song's about eight or nine minutes long but it's a really really slow take on the halloween song so i used to listen to that really slowly walking through the trees because like the leaves would slowly be falling as well around me and the sun was setting and sometimes i'd actually walk through there when the lights when it had gone pitch black and i would just walk there because i knew my route home so now i used to really enjoy doing that Kind of creepy, but I like <laughs> So Polly.Chronic asks, is there something you do not like about Halloween? When it ends. When it's over. <laughs> That's I, a good answer. I feel like with Halloween, I was just talking to a friend, Chris of Octobirds, who makes those beautiful Hocus Pocus lanterns and sculptures. Definitely check him out. And he asked me how I was prepping for Halloween. And I said, I really wasn't. I told him I don't dress up for Halloween usually unless there's a party and I don't do anything huge. I usually just watch Hocus Pocus on a outside on a projector with another couple. We order takeout and carve a pumpkin and the night's kind of over. And I feel like a lot of people in the Halloween community understand that Halloween, while we look forward to it all year, it's that October buildup that we live for. October 31st is kind of a sad day because it's over. You have to wait a whole another year for it to come again. And I mean, I understand the calendar. I understand how it all works. <laughs> and Halloween is always in our hearts. But I feel like it's just, it's a sad, it's a sad time. So that's what I would say. I also, I'll just throw in the commercialism of Halloween has kind of taken over to a very high extreme. And I know we kind of push that talking about merch and stuff, but I feel like it kind of takes away the joy. And this is just a reminder that you do not need to spend a ton of money to enjoy Halloween. There are many other ways to do it. I totally agree with you. I like I we both of us love going Halloween shopping. We love trying to find things. We love the hunt. I love it. I love buying stuff and I would never judge anybody who doesn't want to buy anything or just do you know what I mean? Like it's not about buying stuff. I suppose for me, I agree very much agree with you about the commercialization of it. I hate the fact that there is a lot of people now who will keep an eye out for what's popular and then buy them all to resell. I feel like that ruins it. But then it also ruins the holiday of halloween because you then get a lot of people who will complain and and so on and it's not about what you're buying it's not about anything like that and i feel like the halloween itself gets lost a lot with that kind of thing but i'm kind of the same as you i don't dress up i'm not a huge i've just never been a huge fan of dressing up and stuff like that if if i'm invited to a costume party i will but overall i'm i'm exactly the same as you like when it ends and yeah i think that's it really other than that i just love all everything about it and actually no saying that something i don't like about halloween after last year, I don't like Halloween time without Ali because it was really good last year. We got to do so much stuff. <laughs> I said to Will a few days ago, I was like, it doesn't feel like Halloween without you here now. And even though it's obviously not Halloween yet, but it's that Halloween season and it doesn't feel right without him. So again, DMs are open to Will to encourage him or bother him <laughs> to move to America. But next up, <laughs> Alone in the Bath asks, what's the best or most fun thing you've ever done on Halloween? As we both just talked about how boring we are on Halloween. I think I know your answer to this one, Will. I think I know it. Oh, I don't know, actually, because this one's on Halloween. So, on Halloween, on Halloween, on Halloween. Didn't you do your visit to, like, that underground prison thing on Halloween? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Hello? did. Okay, yeah. So you said that. Um, I actually read this question because I sent it to you, didn't I? And I sent it to you for our list. And I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to say. And that was it. <laughs> it comes to the episode. And I'm like, I don't know. For Will's full story on this, please tune into our Halloween episode from last year where Will gives the full detail of how amazing this was. But tell us a little tiny bit about it here, Will. So my favourite Halloween was when my mum turned 50, I took her to Edinburgh. She'd never been there before. And we got to stay. There's an area in edinburgh which is called the underground vault the edinburgh vaults and it's one of the most haunted places in i think in the world but we got to do an overnight ghost hunt there so we were there from like 11 p.m until i think half seven in the morning where we just just stayed in these underground vaults and the underground vaults they're they're tidy but they are not clean and like they are there's like water dripping everywhere there's a weird funky smell over the whole place and stuff but it was really really cool it was just loads of fun and like because it was my mom's 50th birthday as well and it was just nice to spend that with her and i went with my sister as well so for me that's probably the funnest i've ever done on like funniest thing i've done on halloween but what about you I would say, I mean, as I said, Halloween itself, I don't really do usually do things on, but I do remember, I think I was either a senior in high school or a freshman in college, and I got a group of our friends together, and we all went to Lake Compounds, the Haunted Graveyard, but you that you didn't see the Haunted Graveyard. Well, they took that down after COVID. This was a 45 to 60 minute walkthrough haunted oh house. God. You went through 10 different areas. There was a graveyard. There was a church. There was like an underground thing that it was crazy. And by the end, you were almost immune to the jumping, but they still got you. It was, it was so good. So I got a group of us together. We all hung out at my house. We made like pumpkin cakes and stuff. We ate some food, ate some pizza, and then went to Lake Compounds. And I just remember because I know a lot of my best friends didn't love Halloween stuff like Meg she she hates this kind of stuff and she still says she hates me for making her go to the haunted graveyard (laughs) I think she had a good time but it was just fun to have a group of people and especially at the time where I didn't know I was like 18 I didn't know the Instagram community yet so when I had people around me who didn't really love Halloween still support me it was it was nice so I would probably say that was my favorite memory of Halloween oh that sounds really good the divine occultist asked best places to visit in Salem I don't have the time to cover this on this podcast. (laughs) I just released a mini guide to Salem that is saved as a story highlight on my page. Definitely go check it out. I highlighted my top five to 10 favorite restaurants, places to stay, stores, places to bring kids, best desserts. So I kind of did a highlight tour. So if you want to check that out, please do. I would say if I had to say one, the Hocus Pocus filming locations and the Witch Trials Memorial. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of difficult to pick, to be honest, because there's so many great places in Salem. And I feel like when you go, it's not really about like what one place is good, because everywhere is good. Everywhere is kind of like its own little experience when you go. I think for me, it's just as much as you can. There's not just one place that I would say this is the best. You make sure you see this. I just try and see as much as you possibly can the whole time you're there. There's a few shops probably I would highlight. There's a store called Blackcraft, though it used to be an old bank, if I remember rightly. That has a massive witch statue hanging up from the ceiling. I would definitely say go to that just because the witch statue is amazing. Like Ali said, the Hocus Pocus sites easily get to pretty much all of the main sites within walking distance of each of us. So just all of it, just go and see everything. And there's a lot of historical stuff you can do there. There's also a lot of educational stuff. If you've never been, you have to go to the Salem Witch Museum at least once. But also another store I will plug is the Salem Wax Museum because they carry some of Will's stuff in store. So go check it out. <laughs> yeah, if you do actually say that, if you are listening, you do go to Salem and you go to the Salem Wax Museum, please do send me pictures of my stuff because I like seeing it in shops and obviously I'm not there at the moment so please send me pictures. The last question for today Will this is by Kaniki Sam what kind of podcast would you like to do besides this one Halloween or not? 
I don't know, to be honest, because I love our podcast. Like, our podcast is really good. But maybe, I suppose if I was setting up another podcast, it would probably be just, like, a general topic one where we just, each week, have a different topic and we discuss it or we have, like, people suggest new topics. So that way we cover just different things every week and learn a lot of stuff as well. And maybe we can have, like, an overall theme where it could be, like, Halloween-themed or we'll just do, like, a whole different subject or whatever every week. That's to do with that. One thing that I really enjoy about the podcast, which no one else actually sees, is, like, where every time me and Ali record, we talk for about an hour or two don't we before and i feel like if me and ali had our we could me and ali could do a whole podcast that's nothing to do with hocus pocus and still have enough for like multiple seasons so yeah just a general podcast i would be happy with where we just discuss like anything and everything what about you well i don't want to say too much because will and i actually have had discussions recently about kind of expanding and i don't want to say we're definitely doing anything yet but i hope that by next year there will be a new branch to uh the will and alley universe yeah <laughs> there will be another branch just keep an eye out you know i would i would love to talk about i feel like our the best the best thing about our chemistry well is our chemistry but i love how the uk and the us differences are so wild sometimes because at the end of the day we both speak the same language we both celebrate a lot of the same holidays but we have such strange differences and i feel like if we could just shove that into a quick little 10 minute episode now and then you know i feel like there would be a lot to say so well, we're gonna keep an eye out we'll see what happens we'll <laughs> see where the road brings us but for now we are here full time with the Black Clean Society, in addition to our other jobs, actually. So I guess this yeah. is part-time. <laughs> <laughs> and for today's general Hocus Pocus news, Will, there has been an exciting event announced. It is called It's Just a Bunch of Halloween, and it is this October, October 20th and 21st in Salem, Massachusetts. We have Omri Katz, Vanessa Shaw, Jason Marsden, and Thora Birch, Danny Dennison herself, are all going to be in Salem doing a two-day event. Friday night, it is going to be at Bit Bar, and it's going to be a Halloween costume bash full of hanging out, partying, taking pictures with the cast. And then Saturday, the 21st, there's going to be an autograph and meet and greet session on the Salem Common where Max and Allison met for the first time. Will, are you coming? I wish I was coming. I'm not, I mean, like, you never know, because last year was quite short notice, wasn't it, when we <laughs> it went was. to the premiere? So I could be there for all we know, I don't know, but I don't think so. I really, really want to come, but I don't think this time. I will be there helping out all weekend. We had heard from a little a little bird that this event might be happening back in June. So we are very, very glad that it is properly announced now. Definitely for more information, visit it's just a bunch of Halloween.com or you can visit my Instagram, Vanessa Omri. They all share the photo with some more information. And tickets are currently on sale. I will be there and I look forward to seeing all of you. And you never know if maybe we can finagle Will into coming. <laughs> you never know. I mean it's happened before. You never know. <laughs> That was so fun. That was I good. love... See, a lot of these questions aren't ones that I would think of, so thank you all for submitting them. That was so much fun to kind of go through Hocus Pocus, non-Hocus Pocus, life, all of it, and I, I loved it. So, Will, thank you for hanging out, and as I said, if we were unable to get to your question or if you didn't submit one and you have it, please send it into our DMs, and we will definitely keep them in mind for our upcoming episodes for our listener question. Yeah, thanks everyone for submitting your questions. They were really fun, so... And thanks, thanks for hanging out, Ali. It was really good. Of course, it was so fun. I'll talk to you later, Will. I'll speak to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates yet. 
feel free to change that. Give us a call.